0: It's time for Lisbon High School Football on Thunder 1061. Tonight's game is brought to you by CHI Lisbon Health, Welton Tire Service, Sanford Health, RDO Equipment, Mobility Plus Rehabilitation, Hefty Seed Company. Tonight's Lisbon Broncos football game is brought to you by Dickey Rural Networks, Wallach Johnson Insurance, Bank North, Nodak Insurance and Agent Lee Falk, Lisbon Bronco Boosters, Olsen Accounting, Extreme Clean Car Wash of Lisbon and Enderlin, and Edward Jones Oaks. And now let's head to the field with
1: the call of today's game, Eric Johnson. Well, thank you very much, Evan Carlson, and we are set for high school football tonight on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. and. I tell you what, compared to what we have seen over the last few weeks, we have finally got ourselves a uh, Donnybrook here tonight. It's uh, one of those games that uh, these two teams, I'm quite sure, circled on their calendar from the very beginning, maybe even last year when the schedules are thought of. But it is the Lisbon Broncos, 4-0, taking on the Oaks Tornadoes. They are 3-0. Good evening, everybody. We are in Lisbon tonight and uh, again, the uh, sun seems every week we get here to be further down in the horizon, and tonight uh, we're getting pretty close to uh, sunset, but uh, it was still 80 degrees in my vehicle as I was heading here to uh, Lisbon tonight, and uh, there is going to be a big crowd. Now, the the thing is, if you are coming to the game here tonight, just a reminder, masks are required to enter. That is something new. Uh, There is not going to be a restriction for the amount of people here tonight, although I'm generally guessing... Multiple radio stations, home radio station, KDDR 1220, is broadcasting the game for the Oaks folks. And, of course, we're here for Lisbon on uh, 106.1 FM. And so there may be some folks that decided to listen on the radio uh, instead of coming out and taking a chance. So you just never know. But everybody seemingly right now that I'm looking around in the stadium, wearing a mask uh, unless it's me <laughs> right now which would make it pretty difficult to call the game well let's get into just real quick uh, Lisbon 4-0 and uh, I'll be honest the last three games were over before halftime pretty much to start the second quarter uh, the last uh, game against Ellendale, Edgeley and Colm uh, Jordan Sowers was averaging I think it was ended up being around 37 yards a carry it was well, over before we got too far into the second quarter. Uh, subs started coming in, and uh, he ended up with a score of 54 to nothing. But that could have been a much more lopsided score if Lisbon wanted to keep the coals on. Same thing from the previous week a game here at Lisbon against the Northern Cast Jaguar's final score there 60 to 7 it was running time in the second half same thing with Eek. and the third game uh, we go back all the way to September 4th against Fargo Oak Grove that was a 50 to nothing contest but again well over uh, basically in the second quarter of play in fact uh, Oak Grove in that game ended up with right around 30 yards of excuse me total offense so Looking for a game tonight, quite sure we are going to get a game. We are going to take our first break on the Sanford pregame show. And when we come back, we will get the interview with Coach Joe Gerding as we get set for Tornadoes versus the Lisbon Broncos tonight on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. Staying on top of your health is important for every single
2: aspect of your life. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic is here to make sure all your needs are taken care of right here in your hometown. With Sanford Lisbon, you can experience a close relationship with a provider that is part of your community and will be your health partner for life. To learn more about the services offered in your town, visit sanfordhealth.org. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic wishes all athletes the best of luck this season. Wallach-Johnson Insurance is an agency built on combining the traditional values of integrity, service, and professionalism. Contact Luann or Walt in Lisbon for a free quote on any type of insurance, crop, property, casualty, life, health, and more. They are ready to assist you with whatever insurance you need. They are committed to giving you outstanding personalized service. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff are always ready to help, regardless of how large or small your insurance needs may be. Wallach-Johnson Insurance, wishing the Lisbon Broncos the best of luck.
3: The Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters is a group of parents, coaches, and community members whose mission is to enrich the athletic community by providing financial support for Lisbon high school athletic programs. Proudly supporting all of Lisbon's varsity sports programs, the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters would like to thank the community for their involvement and participation in fundraising. Check out the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters on Facebook for upcoming events and opportunities where you can volunteer, donate, or join the booster team. Catch the spirit with Lisbon Bronco Athletics.
1: We are back at the pregame show. Big game tonight. Uh, we've got Lisbon versus Oaks. It's something, a game that people have probably had on their uh, schedule circled for many weeks. And we got the head coach, Joe Gurning, with us. And, Joe, we got game night. we got two undefeated. Can't get much better than this.
4: No, it's going to make for an excellent night.
1: Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the game this evening. Uh, I guess first I just want to go back for a second. I'm not going to really talk about last week, but the last three weeks have uh, been relatively easy for your squad. So is there any concern about all of a sudden there's going to be, a, I would say, a bit of a jump in talent level and all of a sudden you're facing a very tough opponent?
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, that's something that we're, you know, kind of, kind of a little nervous about as coaches. Just, you know, like you said, the last three weeks we haven't really had to play after the, you know, after halftime. So last week we actually kept the starters in just to you know have to experience how to get themselves up out of that long 15 minute halftime just so they're prepared because you know obviously tonight's going to be a four quarter game and everything but uh you know the other thing that we've really been preaching to the kids is you know the word adversity and how are you, how are you going to how are you going to respond when you handle adversity because that's not really something we've had to deal with this year
1: well one thing that's been a blessing you and I were talking about before you got on the air even though, you know, you'd like the scores to be closer, it has given a bit of a break to a couple of your main running backs who usually at this point probably have double or triple the carries, but the workload for Sowers and Schultz has been fairly calm so far, and uh, that may pay big benefits later in the year.
4: Oh, absolutely. You know, having those two kids fresh is huge. Um, You know, and another thing that goes along with it is, you know, not only are we getting a lot of, like, our, you know, second and third level kids in there, but... This year, we also have more than just those two in the backfield. You know, we're kind of splitting up some of those carries, just keeping them fresh.
1: Yep, absolutely. Passing uh, attack—it continues to improve. I think it looks much better than last year. Not that I'm trying to pick on last year, but uh, I think Hunter is really throwing some nice deep balls now.
4: Yeah, he is, and you know, it's kind of a—it's kind of kind of been a point of emphasis. You know, even towards the end of last year and whatnot, we knew we needed to improve on it, and we set aside you know, practice time every single day just to work on the passing game, not only throwing it, obviously, but the, prote- the protection as well.
1: Well, let's talk about Oaks. Uh, what do we expect tonight, and what is Lisbon going to have to do well to get a W?
4: Uh, you know, it's going to be an electric, electric atmosphere tonight. It's going to be crazy here. But, uh, you know, I think, its I know it's kind of cliche, but, you know, we lost four offensive linemen. They lost four offensive linemen. So I think it's, you know, a lot of it's going to come down to, you know, which offensive line could play better tonight. You know, both teams have some great skill kids, you know, with us with Schultz and Fowler and Bowden and Colby Rasmussen and you know, they've got their side with the Garrett Meal and Ashton Biesterfeld and Davy Schmidt and all them. So I mean I think it's truly gonna come down to the offensive line.
1: Injury wise you guys doing okay? Yep, we're good. What are are your thoughts about the crowd tonight? It's always a weird time. I think if there were no COVID-19 concerns, you'd probably have 1,000 people there. I don't know what's in place for Lisbon tonight, but I'm expecting a pretty raucous crowd.
4: Yeah, there's going to be. I mean, last year down in Oaks, there was a ton of people there. And this year, I I mean, I know that masks are mandatory for the game tonight, but there is no crowd restriction, so it's still probably going to be a pretty good crowd.
1: So for folks coming to the game, might be listening on the radio again, I think it's key to say masks are mandatory. And I did talk to the principal at Lisbon, and that was one of the things they said was going to be different for this particular game is masks. Again, if you you want to get into the game, you better have a mask with you just in case. So, all right, very good. Good luck tonight, Coach. Thank you. It's true. Many
0: of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, we agree, and we'd like to help. We're Edward Jones. Together, we'll give you long-term retirement strategy, the attention it deserves. Stop by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Andrew Delabars' office at 412 Main Avenue in Oaks or call 701-742-3552. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.
5: First State Bank of North Dakota has changed its name to Bank North, but that's the only difference you'll see. We've always been here for our communities. We've always been here for generations of families. Always here, through thick and thin, for farmers, ranchers, and businesses. And always true to our core values of honesty, loyalty, and integrity. None of that will ever change. Bank North. New name, but values-based banking remains the same. Member FDIC and proud supporter of our communities.
3: For over 40 years, Welton's Tire Service has provided Lisbon and the surrounding areas with tire sales and service, as well as preventative vehicle maintenance at an affordable cost. They continue that tradition today, whether it's shocks and struts, tire sales and repair, or on-the-farm services. Welton Tire is your friendly neighborhood vehicle and tire expert. And let's face it, you either have Goodyear tires or you need them for your car or farm equipment. Call Welton Tire today at 683-5136 or visit them on the web at weltonstire.net.
2: Helping you do more, RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up for your next bulk oil fill now before November 1st, and you will receive no payments, no interest for 120 days. Also, with your bulk oil fill, you will receive $100 off your next service inspection and a 10% discount on parts. Each sign-up will be entered into a drawing to win a Pit Boss Grill. Some restrictions may apply. Check store for details. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836.
6: Mud, grime, dust, and dirt. Can't stand your dirty vehicle anymore? Extreme Clean Car Wash in Lisbon and Enderlin has the solution for you. They have the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Enderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. And at both locations, you can pay via credit card. Stop by one of these great locations today and make your vehicle look like new. Extreme Clean Car Wash.
1: Oh, we are just about uh, set for the introductions of the uh, two teams on the field. Our introduction, our lineups tonight, brought to you as a service by CHI Lisbon.
7: For the visiting Oaks Tornadoes, starting at tackle, it's going to be the sophomore number 58 of Jacob Hankel. Your tackle, junior 77, Alex Roney. Your defensive end is a senior, number 33, Ashton Beasterfield. Another D end, a junior, number 55, of Andrew Visto. Uh, At linebacker, he's a junior, number 54, give it up for Cody Harris. A linebacker, a senior, number 35, Mark Sire. A linebacker, junior, number 20, it's David Schmitz. At outside linebacker, it's a freshman, 22, of Trey Skoglin. At cornerback, it's a sophomore, number four, of Joey Heim. At cornerback, a junior, number two, give it up for Barrett Galinsky. And at safety, it's a senior number five of Garrett Meal. The tornadoes are coached by Greg Dobitz and assisted by Nolan Peterson, Jeff Miller, Sean Kurturan, and Jordan Lynch, and Ryan Schneider.
1: So there you get the introduction for the Oaks tornadoes. Let's flip over to Lisbon. And look at
7: center, it's a junior number 50. 51, Spencer Kelson. At guard, a junior 56 of Caleb Olson. At guard, he's a senior 52, Jaden Schmidt. At tackle, it's a sophomore, number 75 of Grand Lions. At tackle, he's a senior, number 55, Robert Adam. At tight end, it's the number one. He's a senior, give it up for Avery Dick. And a wide receiver, he's a sophomore, number five, Bowden Greenlee. Another wide receiver, he's a senior, number eight, give it up for Simon Swim at fullback. He's a senior, he's the number seven of Colby Rasmussen. At running back, the number two of Jordan Sowers. At quarterback, give it up for the the senior, the number 12 of Hunter Schultz.
1: And there is your starting lineup tonight for both teams by the public address announcer here at the... uh, Lisbon Field, again, our lineup's brought to you as a service by CHI Lisbon.
8: Hi, this is Julie Mallett, VP of Patient Care at CHI Lisbon Health. We would like to take this opportunity to say thank you for using our services. We have been providing our community with quality health care for nearly 70 years, whether it be our emergency room, lab, x-ray, clinic, therapies, surgery, and the many outpatient services we have to offer. We encourage you to always ask your provider if we can take care of your health care needs right here in your hometown hospital, CHI Lisbon Health.
1: Well, the kickoff coming up here in just a moment. I think we had, it sounded like we had a plane fly over here fairly low. <laughs> you know, that was just a sound effect. Well, kickoff coming up here in just a matter of seconds. It will be the Lesbon Broncos who elected to receive first. I guess they won the toss, but elected to receive. So they are going to be starting on the south end of the field, going to the north here in the first quarter. And not necessarily a surprise that uh, Coach Gurdian wanted to Take the kickoff right away. Also want to thank, again, uh, Sanford Lisbon, uh, your healthcare provider in the Lisbon area, for sponsoring our pregame show. Meal will kick it off. It goes fairly deep and actually will go into the end zone. Don't see that very often in high school football, but it will be a touchback. So the Lisbon Broncos will start at the 20-yard line. Again, a huge game between these uh, two teams. Definitely would be maybe even a little bit more of the Oaks Tornadoes if they were able to win this game on the road. Uh, That would be quite a feather on their cap. Of course, it was the Lisbon Broncos last year. That went down and uh, blew up. I think it may have been their homecoming or something along those lines last year. There was a heck of a lot of people at the game at Oaks, and Lisbon was able to come in and get the victory. So wide receivers, uh, well, now two wide receivers going to the right side. It will be a quarterback keeper, and it will be Sowers running up the middle for big yardage. He's going to get all the way out to the 12-yard line, so it'll be a first down run. Highly doubtful that Hunter Sowers is going to be able to keep his 37-yard rushing average per carry that he had last week. Against Eek, Eek is just a young team. They just not have the horses to stay up with uh, Sowers and Schultz, and uh, so that game was over fairly quickly. He had a 37-yard average, and I think there was about another 70-yard touchdown that he had called back and a holding call. So first down and 10, high snap. It is pulled down by the quarterback and run ahead for a couple of yards. Well, they're actually going to give him about the line of scrimmage. It's actually direct snaps right now to Sowers. We did talk, as you heard in the uh, pregame interview with uh, Coach and that so far this year Jordan Sowers only has had 37 carries, and that's through four games. He probably had 37 carries through two games last year. Uh, so they've been able to protect him quite a bit, and the same with Hunter Schultz. But tonight he said, that's probably not going to be the case. It's going to be full go for both of those guys. Another direct snap to Sowers, racing to his right, Schultz in front of him. Only a gain of about a yard or two, and that'll make it third down and eight. Well, this is one of the areas that you're going to see a difference in in any of the four games that the Broncos have had this year is they are facing a tough defense this year. The Oaks Tornadoes do play solid defense. They've got very good athletes in that front line. So this is not going to be what they have seen the last three weeks for sure. And even in Castleton, um, that was a little bit more of a full game. But, uh, again, it was fairly dominated by the Lisbon Broncos at the line of scrimmage. Wide receiver to the right, man goes in motion to the left. That is Greenlee. Greenlee had to go behind him, though. Now he's going to reverse his field and go back to the right, and there's a convoy over there. Greenlee up to the 40, to the 45, and finally brought down at the 47-yard line. Well, it kind of threw us a change up there. The pitch, I believe it was Schultz. It's been Schultz and Sowers both taking direct snaps so far. And the pitch was behind Greenley. He was sweeping, jet sweep to the left. But by the time he had turned around caught copped the ball, actually Oaks was there, and he made a great decision to reverse his field, go on the far side of the field, and got enough for another Broncos first down. Yard marker on the side, far side says third down, and somebody finally gives him a heads up to change it to first down. So ball at the 45-yard line of Lisbon. First down and 10. Two in the backfield again. Schultz-Sowers. No surprise there. Wing on the left side. Direct snap is going to go to Schultz. He's got some room here to the near side. Finds the outside corner up to the 45 of Oaks. Got 10-plus, make it 15 as he gets inside the 40-yard line. And now there's a wrestling match for the football. But the referee here to the near side said the player was down. Schultz was down. So it doesn't matter who came up with it on the bottom of that pile. The referee here on the near side said the player was down. So it'll be another big gain, 15-plus yards by Hunter Schultz. Found plenty of room here to the near side, left side of the line. We'll see if we have that continue. We got several big runs to that left side last week and every week now Sowers gets the direct snap up the middle to the 35 down to the 30 yard line Or they are gonna say he's just short of the 30 so a nine yard gain on first down and so far in this game the Lisbon Broncos have been cracking off the yardage every down so second down and nine 9.01 remaining here in the first quarter and a check of our Welton Tires service scoreboard Broncos taking care of business so far. Wide receiver swam to the far side, two backs in the backfield. Rasmussen on the end here to the near side. It'll be Hunter Schultz up the middle. He's got the first down and more inside the 25, down to the 21-yard line. It'll be another first down for the Lisbon Broncos. They're going to be switching windows here as we move down the field. Both uh, backs, Hunter Schultz and Sowers, both fresh. Looking good so far early in this game. And, you know, one of the concerns coming into this year was four out of the five offensive linemen are new, or at least new at their position. And uh, they've, you know, the first game might have been a little iffy, still good, but uh, they're definitely gaining traction in that front line. Some big boys up there, just new ones. Run up the middle is going to be a gain of about four. I believe that's Sowers on the carry. Jordan Sowers with the direct snap. So second and seven here for the Broncos getting inside. In fact, they are in the red zone now down at the 19-yard line. Broncos would love. It makes, it puts the other team in such a hole when the opposition or the offense, like the Broncos, comes out and just rolls down the field and scores a touchdown. Now it looks like we have got an official timeout. But now he's coming here to the near sideline to talk to Coach Girding. I'm not sure what the question happens to be, but it's still second down and seven. There are no flags thrown recently, so... <laughs> now Coach Gurdian is talking to the referee here on the near side of the field. I don't know if we'll have to ask him after the game what he was talking about. Running here to the near side, plenty of room. Hunter Schultz down the line, he goes. Oh, it looked like he was going to break all the way, but he was finally brought down by Meal and company down to inside the 10-yard line. The ball is currently resting at the 4, but it's going to be back outside the 5, and it'll go to the, I'm just going to say the 7-yard line, but it is another Broncos first down. It'll be first down and goal from the 7-yard line. Broncos rolling to get things started here early. Wide receiver to the far side is Svem, two in the backfield. Greenlee off the end. And direct snap goes to Sowers, coming here to the near side, waiting out the tackler, but it does not get by him. He'll get maybe to the five-yard line, down to the 4 So it That'll make it second down and goal. So the Broncos continuing to roll down the field. They've marched some 74 yards so far and are knocking at the doorstep, trying to open up this big matchup of undefeated teams with the first blow. So three backs in the backfield. Rasmussen back there too, and it'll go to Hunter Schultz up the middle. And is he in for the touchdown? They're not going to give it to him. Looks like they're going to mark him down just outside the end zone. Was it Schultz or Sowers? Yeah, they're both right there. I thought it was Schultz, but Sowers was right there in the bottom of the pile too. Fortunately, it wasn't the touchdown, so I don't have to write the wrong name down for the score. So we're down to 636 remaining here in the first quarter. No score so far, but the Broncos are threatening. They've got two more cracks here to try and get this into the end zone from about a yard out. Schultz and Sowers in the backfield. Direct snap goes to Hunter Schultz up the middle. He gets met right at the line of scrimmage. He did not get, or the far side referee is signaling touchdown. Boy, I didn't think he got in, but we can't see the end line here, so i got to be honest. What I think uh, doesn't mean a thing. So one yard touchdown run. And we get this down, written down quickly. And again, I'm sure the defense was keen a lot on Sowers there. Not that they shouldn't worry about Hunter Schultz, but so it was 6-16 remaining here in the first quarter. The Broncos jump out to a 6-0 lead. They'll line up and go for the two-point conversion. Spam is lined way out to the far side. Two backs in the backfield on the right hash mark. Hunter Schultz will run here to the left and plows into the line and gets in for the two-point conversion. So Schultz gets them both, the touchdown and the two-point conversion, and it is the Lisbon Broncos jumping out on the first drive of the game, going 80 yards and getting the touchdown. We're going to take a break. It's 8 nothing. Lisbon Broncos. We'll be back with more coming up in just a minute on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM.
9: This is Dr. Ryan Lorenz, physical therapist at Mobility Plus Rehabilitation with offices in Enderlin, Lisbon, Gwinter, and Valley City. Our mission is to provide exceptional physical and occupational therapy by highly skilled therapists to minimize pain and maximize mobility, which quickly allows you to return to the quality of life you desire. We will evaluate and educate you on your condition, review treatment options, and create an effective treatment plan to solve your impairments based on your unique situation and needs. I invite you to call our offices at Mobility Plus today.
10: When you need answers, knowing where to turn is important. When it comes to insurance, the answer is right here in front of you. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your Nodak Insurance Company agent in Lisbon. I'll be there for you when you have an insurance question or if you need help filing a claim. You can rely on me to protect what matters most. Answers come easy with Nodak Insurance. Call me today at 701-683-4802 for the answers you need
1: today or for a free no-obligation quote. Well, we are back, and it looks like we're getting set for the kickoff here. So the Lisbon Broncos do a short kick down to about the 30 to the 25-yard line, and that's where the first possession will start for the Oaks Tornadoes. So it was kind of a controlled pooch kick into the sideline area, and there really wasn't much the Oaks Tornadoes could do with the football. So it'll be first down and ten for Oaks. We'll see what they do with their first possession of the night. Of course, their uh, stud in the backfield is going to be number five, Garrett Meal. He can throw it. He can run it. And he's also got an excellent running back in the backfield, and that excellent running back is going to get the handoff. First carry, gain of about four, maybe five yards. And we're talking about number 20, David Schmitz. Sowers gets credit for the tackle in the play, so that'll make it to second down in about six. Ball will be placed at the 29-yard line. Full house backfield. Mia will hand it off. Running back goes up the middle and met immediately on the carry there. Looked like Heim. And now they're calling to fumble on the field. At least the players are. I haven't seen it from the referees yet. There's a battle on the field for this. This would be a huge turnover if it were so. I'd like to believe that the umpires would have made a call, though, before this that the ball actually came loose. And nobody is making any call at this point. And it looks like Oaks, to me, it looked like number 33 came up with a football. Beasterfield in the bottom. So it is going to be, <laughs> even to the chagrin of, Coach Girding, it was Beasterfield, who was absolutely massive, is the one that uh, ended up with the football. You're not going to win many wrestling matches with him. Now, Meele almost got the defense to jump offside, dropping back to pass, throws on the far side of the field, down the far sideline, and it should have been caught, but it was dropped by Jelinski. Jelinski had it hit him in the hands at the Lisbon 40-yard line, but he did not wrap it up. It just bounced off his hands and went out of bounds. Excellent throw, I think. I mean, it would have been a tough catch, but when you're running basically just a fly down the field and your quarterback hits you in your outstretched hands, you got to come up with it. Three wide receivers here to the near side, one to the far side. Meal now in the shotgun. It is fourth down and five. And again, almost a jump at that line of scrimmage, and I think the coach, Oaks, wanted it, but they didn't get the call. So a punt is actually going to happen. Punch is going to be grabbed by Sowers at the 23. Coming here to the near side, makes one tackler miss, and he's going to be drugged down by a great open field tackle coming down the field. Check the number. It looks like number four, Heim, is going to get credit for it. He wrapped up Sowers, and Sowers is very prolific for shaking tacklers, but it was not going to happen on that particular play. So the Lisbon Broncos didn't get the turnover on the fumble that the coach wanted, but... They did get the football back, and taking a two-touchdown lead early would be something in this game, but still going to drive the field. So the first drive went 80 for the touchdown. This drive will start at the 27, 28-yard line. So they're going to have to go again a good 70-plus yards to get a score. Svam on the far side of the field. Wide receiver, two in the backfield. That is Schultz and Sowers. And Sowers gets the direct snap, runs up the middle, actually veered a little bit to the right. Gets fairly good yardage on first down. Most coaches would be plenty happy, a gain of about seven. He is such a load to bring down. You look at him, I mean, he's not physically. He's very strong, very muscular. Don't take me wrong, but he's not like a bowling ball out there. He just physically plows his way through. So 445 remaining here in the first quarter. Second down and three. Wide receiver swam to the far side. No wide receivers here to the near side, but a couple of ends. Two in the backfield again. Who's going to get it? Direct snap goes to Hunter Schultz. He's trying to come here to the near side. Looks like he got enough for the first down. He was tackled down at the 40-yard line. That's where the referee's foot is and that is going to be enough for a Broncos first down. Good crowd here tonight, but uh, definitely get the feeling that uh, the COVID-19 part of this may have played a factor, and so I don't think it's as many as we normally would see. And I suppose a lot of folks, uh, again, listening on radio stations that are broadcasting the game tonight on I3G Media. You can also listen to NewsDakota.com. If you've got a friend or relative far off, that's a great place to go. In a high snap, and Hunter Schultz almost fumbles it, but he's able to. He caught it, and then had to go through his fingers And it actually started to go into the back side of him. He flipped around and was able just to fall on top of the football. So that would have been a great break for the Oaks Tornadoes. Snap was a little high, but uh, should have been handled by Schultz. Second down in 12. So a loss of only a couple. Could have been much worse. Live for another day. Down to three and a half minutes remaining here in the first quarter. Wide receiver to the far side. That is Vem again. Two backs in the backfield. Direct snap, I believe, goes to Sowers. It is, and he gets hit a couple of times. Great movement on that line, but not much room. So Sowers with the carry. I believe 70. Check it on that right side. might have been 54 that came up with the Cody Harris with the tackle on that. A couple of different players coming in. And getting the tackle for the Oaks Tornadoes, much more physical contest than the Broncos have seen out of a defense all year. Third down and 11, so only a gain of one on that last carry. Two backs in the backfield, Rasmussen though back there as well, and they're going to sweep right. Sowers, freight train around the corner, he's got a lot of room. He gets the first down and more. He's going to get it out past the 50-yard line just barely, but that is enough for another Broncos first down. Gain of 12 on the play. They put uh, Rasmussen in the backfield, shaded right. And Hunter got in front of him, Rasmussen in front of him, lineman pulled in front of him, and it was just a freight train down the sideline. And Sowers, before he was able to be brought down, picks up enough for a Broncos first down. Not very often you see a high school team, you know, in a third down situation, third down and 11, like, we'll run for it and get it, and they normally do. First down and 10. Clock is starting to get down towards the end of the quarter here. A couple of minutes left, direct snap now to Hunter Schultz. Veers to the left and then cuts it back hard up the middle. Gain of about three. On the tackle, number 20, David Schmitz, junior linebacker. Schultz one-yard carry by Schmitz on the play, brings up second nine. Ball at the 47-yard line of Oaks. Sowers will get the play call coming in from the sideline. 151 in counting down here in the first quarter. Again, it has been the Lisbon Broncos offensively early here. But they've not dominated, but they've done a nice job. They just haven't been stopped. Wide receiver goes in motion. That's Greenley. Handoff goes up the middle, and it will be oh, there's a penalty flag that gets thrown in. There might be a holding call in the middle of that line. Sowers rushes ahead. He gets down to the 43 short of the first down. But we'll see where the penalty flag comes into play here. So it's going to be a personal foul against the Oaks Tornadoes. It's either, and they must be calling it a trip. Well, that's one way to get Sowers down. So that'll be a 15-yard penalty. Moves it down to the 31. One thing for sure, it's another Lisbon first down. 1.30 remaining here in the first quarter of play. Again, it's 8-0 so far. Lisbon Broncos with the lead, marching 80 yards in the first drive and getting the touchdown. Misdirection in the backfield, and the ball basically made it through to Hunter Schultz. He rushes straight ahead and picks up another Maybe 12 yards. It should be enough for another Broncos. First down it is. So move the chains again. Looks like the ball is at the 19. Broncos were here just a few minutes ago. We'll see if they can capitalize. But again, it's not like they have to get it in before the end of the quarter here. Down to about one minute remaining here in the first. Boy, this is, uh, they get a touchdown here and another two. This has been a fairly uh, strong start, maybe the term I would use for this so far for the Broncos. Far from over. Spam on the far side of the field. He's been quiet at this point, but you know he's going to get in there somewhere. Another triple house backfield rushing up the middle. It's going to be Schultz, and he gets a big crack there. Where are they going to place the football It's going to be a nine-yard carry, so it'll be second down and one. The ball is placed with the nose at the 10. Down to 24 seconds left, so maybe we'll get a playoff. Maybe we won't before the end of the first. Broncos are coming up to the line of scrimmage. It looks like they will run a play. Play clock down to 18. They don't have to snap it if they don't want to. Scoreboard is not in that direction either, they may not know that they thing is going down now a direct snap to Sowers up the middle he's got plenty of room down inside the five close to the goal line and in for the touchdown, touchdown. Sowers with a rumbling bumbling touchdown up the middle there was a lot of misdirection in the backfield definitely fooled the defense a bit and who was going to get the football but a nice run powerful run by Sowers. Bounced off a couple of would-be tacklers and gets into the end zone as the scoreboard reads triple zero. But we will get the two-point conversion popping up here before we officially end the first quarter of play. So is going to go way out to the far sideline, two in the backfield, that's Schultz and Sowers. And it will be Sowers, I believe, carrying the football. Did not make the try, though. It will be short. So a failed attempt, and it goes to 14 to nothing. So big start here, though, for the Lisbon Broncos. We are at the end of the first quarter. The Broncos with the two-touchdown lead. Kickoff, though, coming up to the Oaks Tornadoes when we return on Thunder Country, one oh six one FM.
3: Navigating the challenging and difficult world of personal and business finances, estate planning, tax planning, preparation, and problems can be challenging at best. For all of these needs and more, put your trust in Olson Accounting of Lisbon. Olson Accounting prides themselves on outstanding service to their clients and dedication to professionalism, responsiveness, and quality. Olson Accounting of Lisbon would be happy to answer any of your questions. Contact them today at 701-683-2700 and visit them on the web at colsoncpa.com.
5: First State Bank of North Dakota has been serving our communities for more than a century. In all that time, only one thing's changed, our name. We're Bank North now, but everything you've always known and trusted about us remains. Our owners and staff are the same, and the same honesty, loyalty, and integrity guide us. Bank North, new name, but values-based banking remains the same. Member FDIC and proud supporter of our communities.
1: We are back getting set for the kickoff in just a moment. We're set to start the second quarter of play, 14-0 so far. Lisbon Broncos, even though they have uh, played some, I guess, lesser competition from the standpoint of keeping the score in the realm of closeness, uh, well, I guess the polite way to put it, it's been running time three weeks in a row now. A short, almost on-site kick is going to be fielded at the 33-yard line kind of a half and half there there was one person scrambling for the tornadoes to get over there and that was Mark sire the senior and he was able to get on top of that football before just before the Broncos were able to get there so 12 minutes up on the score clock here 14 zip. Tornadoes are going to have to get that offense going. They're not going to be able to play around much longer. Meal gets the direct snap. Quarterback tries to run to the right and he gets plowed right at the line of scrimmage. Two different players coming in there with the hard tackle. One of those looked like number 55, Robert Adam, from here. It'll be a gain of one. And it'll make it second down and nine. A couple of different players coming in on the tackle. It might have been Caleb on that far side. He's on that left side. Now a pitch coming here to the near side. Running back almost fumbled in the backfield. Nifty move is going to get him a few yards, but only a few. David Schmitz is pulled down after a couple of yards. It'll make it third down and five. So far the defensive line for the Broncos have been pretty stout. So third and five. Tornadoes are taking their time. Now they're going to spread out a little bit. One guy that had a heck of a game last year, and uh, he is so big. He's a very unusual but very nimble wide receiver, and that's Beasterfield. We saw him make some one-handed awesome catches last year down in Oaks. Meal drops back to pass. They're trying to set up a screen. It's batted, and high into the air it goes and then drops to the ground safely. The Tornadoes dodged a bit of a bullet there, but... It doesn't save them because it still makes it fourth down and five. So will the Tornadoes do like they did last time's exact same position? They lined up in uh, basically a shotgun position, and then the quarterback, Meal, ended up punting it away. This time it looks like Meal may be just lining up more in a traditional punt formation. So 10:41 remaining here. Snap comes back, kick is up, and a booming kick. Wow, that's a heck of a punt. Fielded by Sowers down at the 23, avoids a couple of tacklers. They can't bring him down, and he is loose. But he's going to get met to the 35-yard line by Beasterfield. Wow, he is a load. So it'll be first down and 10 for the Broncos, and... Another big drive here for the Broncos. They go up by three scores. Then they can start using that clock, and they're running attack to milk the clock as much as they want, although that really doesn't come into play until you get into the third quarter. Broncos coming up to the line at the 35-yard line. This is their best starting field position of the night, but they've still been able to drive the field. Two in the backfield. Greenley goes in motion. But the handoff goes up the middle, and it's going to be a big gain. 14 yards for Hunter Schultz as he goes right down the right hash mark. Picks up big yardage. It'll move the chains, and the Broncos are now at almost midfield. They're going to back him up a yard now. They're going to put him down at the 47. The Broncos, though, almost per run have been close to 10 yards on average. They are just chomping up the field here. Wide receiver here to the nearest side. Two in the backfield, three in the backfield. Rasmussen offset right now. Penalty flag comes in before or as the ball was snapped, and it looks like it's going to be defensive offside, encroachment. Yep, encroachment is going to be the call. It'll back up. Well, encroachment on the offense, I guess. That would be... I've never seen somebody call encroachment on the offense, though, before it's usually a procedure call, illegal procedure. (laughs) Encroachment's always on the defense. I'm going to have to check that one. I don't think in the history I've ever seen encroachment called on the offense. (laughs) But I think they get the jest. It's a five-yard penalty. Somebody from the offensive line moved too early. First down and 15. And now we got another penalty flag, and it looks like delay a game. The play clock got down to zero, so another five yards are going to be marked off, and this is not a good start. Well, the first play was a good start, but now they're going to be marched back a total of 10 yards now in penalty yards, five for the last two attempts here. So it now will be first down in 20. So the Broncos right back up to the line of scrimmage, quick huddle there. Snap goes to Sowers. He ducks, goes low, goes to the left, and he gets all that back, plus more. He gets up to the 50-yard line. So Sowers, one run. Thank you very much. I'll take 13. Meal, Meal with a tackle, and that'll make it <laughs> second down and seven. I, I just have to shake my head. Just, this offense for the Broncos just absolutely slays me. It's I've seen running teams like this before, but not as dominant as this team can be at times. And this really for the Oaks Tornadoes, uh, as well as they have played this year against some tough teams. They had, a, I believe, they've already played Thompson and one up there. So they haven't got another penalty flag. Rush is going to go up the middle. It will be enough for the first down. So the play ran, but what is going to be the call? It came from the side judge again, and to me, it looks like it is going to be an illegal sh- illegal shift against the Broncos. So this is something we haven't seen the Broncos get in trouble with a whole lot is penalties, but they have now had three on basically, what is it, the last four or five plays. So second and 11. Move the chains, or actually chains stay the same. Move the attempt back to the 45, just on the other side of the 45. So it'll be second down and 12. The Lisbon Broncos need to get to the 43-yard line to get the first down inside Oaks territory. And the ball will go to Sowers, runs to the right, and he gets another big chunk of yardage. Gets across midfield, down to the 46-yard line, running between the tackles. Ball will be placed just shy of the 45, so that will make it to third down and about three. It's amazing to me. They've taken long situations, and they make them short again with just simple runs up the middle. 7.58 remaining here in the first half. 14-0 Broncos. Wide receiver here to the near side, two in the backfield. And the rush goes to the left. Hunter Schultz gets enough for the first down. He gets past the 43 and looks like he's in between the 43 and the 42, but that is another Broncos first down. So it'll be first down and 10 at about the 42-yard line. Two drives offensively for the Broncos, two touchdowns, looking for the third one here. Three in the backfield in misdirection, and it's going to be Greenlee coming here to the near side. He's got some running Roman blockers on in front of him. Down the sideline he goes. There he goes to the 30, to the 20, to the 15, down to the end zone. He's in for the touchdown. Wow, what a uh, nice play call there. Looked like they were going to run left in the sweep, but it came back, handoff to Greenlee, who raced to the right, went around the corner, and from 43 yards out gets a touchdown again for the Broncos. Oh, Oh, we have a penalty flag. Oh, we got to back it up again. What is the deal with the penalty flags on this series? Holy cow. So the touchdown is going to be negated. And it's going to be brought all the way back to where it was. So holding call down the field or an illegal block. I missed the call. Didn't even see the hanky down there, to be honest with you. I just saw Greenlee down in the end zone, so I started writing down the figures for the touchdown. Meanwhile, players are marching back up the field. So the handoff goes up the middle, and there he goes again. It's going to be close to another first-down carry for Sowers as he hammers through the middle. A Disappointing uh, loss of a touchdown there. What a great play call. Man, the Oaks tornadoes bit hard on uh, that run to the far side of the field, and when it got reversed, there was not much left on the near side of the field. But, I I don't think that the penalty needed to happen, let's put it that way, but I didn't see it uh, because, again, there was well more red jerseys than white jerseys. But snap goes to Hunter Schultz. He's going to the right side. He's going to get a pickup of seven, maybe eight yards, and get tackled inside the, where is he, down to about the 26, 27-yard line. So another big run for Hunter. So 6-14 clock continues to run here. 14-zip Broncos with the lead. Wide receiver on the far side of the field is Sven. Two in the backfield. Rasmussen on the right end. Excuse me. Hunter Schultz, direct snap to him, goes between the left tackle and left guard. He picks up and up for another. Broncos first down as he gets down to the 20-yard line. Nothing fancy here. This is just smash-mouth football. They can run it to the outside. They've been running it through the tackles, and Oaks does not or has not had an answer as of yet even though they do have some big boys up at that uh, line of scrimmage. You've got number 75, Eric Haugen, up there, 275. Biesterfeld is up there, 265. But so far, it's been the offensive line stealing the show, and now the offensive line does the uh, complete switch. And it's going to be a handoff for a pitch over to Sowers. Goes to the left. He's got some running room, and he'll get enough for another Broncos first down. At least it looks like it. We'll see where they end up putting it. Very close to the 10-yard line. Nope, they're going to mark it short. So it'll be second down and one, one and a half. We cannot see the lines, the field lines, at our elevation right now. It looked like where the referee was standing initially that maybe he had gotten to the 10, but he was not there. 4.55 remaining here in the first half on a check of our Welton Tire Service Scoreboard. It's 14 to nothing. Broncos have been in charge in this game. Direct snap to Hunter. Make that uh, Sowers goes up the middle. Penalty flags all over the place. Far side ref, near side ref. So we'll see what the call is going to be and see if it is going to be a first down. Sowers definitely got enough for the first down. Now they're going to have to sort it out. we got a personal foul, of face mask going against Oaks, so that will be a first down. That is the second personal foul of the personal game against the Tornadoes. On the once in a trip and now once in a face mask, most likely on the tackle, and that will be a Broncos first down. So first and goal from, and goal from the about five-yard. the 5-yard line. Can't really tell. Wide receiver to the left side. Two in the backfield, Sowers and Schultz. Now Sven goes in motion. No wide receivers at the moment. Now Sven comes here to the near side. Penalty flag throwing high into the air on the far side. Somebody left early. I don't think that the Lisbon Broncos have had this many penalties in an entire year than what we have seen in this particular drive. I've it's an illegal shift. That's the second illegal shift. Well, it hasn't hurt the Broncos. It's just made their job a little bit more difficult, but they continue to march down the field. So the clock will stop. The ball moves back. And it looks like it's at the 8-yard line. So first down and goal from the eight. Man goes in motion, that is Greenlee. Run goes up the middle with Sowers. Not much there he has met at the line of scrimmage, maybe even lost a little bit. So no gain in the play. Now the ball is placed at the 10-yard line. So they had a loss on the play. It's like the land of the fly is in here tonight. Wide receiver here to the near side, and Svem, two in the backfield, Sowers and Schultz. Rasmussen also off behind tackle. Now the run, the sweep goes to the far side of the field. Greenlee's got the room. He gets in for the touchdown. Again, the misdirection paid off, and Greenlee runs in from nine yards out for the touchdown. So I guess I get to keep his name down. (laughs) And we're starting to see Greenlee a little bit more involved in uh, the offense, especially in the red zone. This touchdown coming with 232, or make that 332, remaining here in the first half. And the Broncos starting to take control of this game. Not that they hadn't, but I'm just saying it's, Starting to widen out here a little bit. Now the two-point conversion. Snap goes to Schultz. Goes to the right. In for the conversion. It's good. So two-point conversion is good. That makes the score 22 to nothing. And it's now panic time. (laughs) I think a little bit for the Tornadoes. They haven't had much offensively. They just haven't been able to move the ball much and You've given up touchdown, long touchdown drives on three consecutive uh, – you haven't stopped the Broncos once. It's not like they're, you know, throwing 40-yard bombs or running 60 yards at a crack like they were last week and the week before that. But they're still chewing off 8, 9, 10 yards a carry, and that is just – not going to get it done so the tornadoes definitely got to get something figured out or their at least undefeated season to this point is going to be going down fairly quickly we need to take a break here 22 to nothing still 332 remaining here in the first half broncos with the lead and we'll be back in just a moment it's true many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for
0: retirement but if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention we agree and we'd like to help We're Edward Jones. Together, we'll give you long-term retirement strategy, the attention it deserves. Stop by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Andrew Delabars' office at 412 Main Avenue in Oaks or call 701-742-3552.
1: Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Well, Schultz will kick it off, and it is fumbled at the 21, but it's picked back up again by the tornadoes run up the near sideline. Looks like number 28 on the return, which would make it Sunby. Sunby caught the ball or tried to catch the ball at about the 22, muffed it, but then he was able to pick it up and got some decent yardage. So it'll be first down and 10 for the Oaks Tornadoes, trying to get some points and maybe some first downs on the board here, at least uh, move the ball. One back in the backfield, was leaning a little bit early. Meal dropping back to pass, fires a rocket down the far side of the field, and it is going to be knocked away. Caleb, or Caden Sweet, with the coverage on that far side of the field, trying to see the intended receiver on that far side of the field. Caden Caden did a nice job of going up, I believe. That's number four over there, Haim, who was trying to get the ball. But... uh, Caden timed his jump right as the ball got there. Both were there, but he was able to just kind of punch it through his arms as the ball came in. Second down and 10, handoff goes up the middle. Gain of a few yards on the carry. Looks like first uh, carry of the night, Mark Sire, the senior, running back 190. Actually, might be his second run of the night. Pickup of four, nice little run there. So what will the Tornadoes do here? Not even at the 40-yard line yet, so if they don't make it here, it makes it tough to go on fourth down. Wide receiver to the far side of the field. Back in the pistol, back there with the quarterback, Meal. And the handoff goes to the far side, sweeping the far side is Schmitz, and he's not going to get the first down. He's going to be short. Looks like he stopped around the 40-yard line. Maybe just past the 40, so it'll make it fourth down and two, and a big decision coming up here for Greg Dobitz, the head coach of the Tornadoes. Yeah, that's not – now it's almost closer to the 42. He didn't make it that far. But we'll see. It's basically fourth and one now, and the run goes up the middle, and, boy, there is a huge stack up at the line of scrimmage, but – According to the referees and their run-in, they're past the 43, so they've given the first down to the Tornadoes, one of the very few they have gotten tonight. Might be their first. So first down and 10 for the Tornadoes at the 43, still inside Tornadoes territory. 22 to nothing is the score, two minutes remaining here in the first half. Four wide receivers make it five wide receivers. Meal dropping back. Throws a screen pass here to the near side, and the ball is loose. So they're going to call it incomplete. Heim went up to catch, and he got hammered as soon as he got the ball in his hands. Ball came flying up, but the referees are going to say he never had possession of it. Big hit there for the Broncos, and it's second down and 10. Clock will stop on the incompletion. That was about one second away from a fumble, though. That was a big enough hit. I think it would have came out even a second later. Three wide receivers here to the near side, one to the far side, one back in the backfield. Quarterback dropping back to pass in the pistol, throws it over the middle, and it's intercepted by Sowers off the hands of Haim, and he'll return it up the far sideline. Now penalty flag back at the 35. Might have been some sort of skirmish between Biesterfeld and Rasmussen. Rasmussen is... Holding his hands up like, what did I do? He's also grasping his legs. So I think the interception is going to stand, but it may be a penalty flag. Well, I can't say for sure. We'll see. Sowers is a little slow coming here to the sideline. Now he is moving. Great pick, though, by Sowers. Off the hands of Hyman, continued about eight yards down the field and picked off in the air, and now we've got Sowers limping. Coming to the sideline and going down. Holding on the Broncos. And he got hit or something happened, but he is down on the ground on the sideline at the moment. Broncos are a order, first in 10. So first down and 10, the interception will count. He got must have gotten hammered on the far side when he had the return. There was a bunch of tacklers on top of him. He's still laying down on the ground. I don't know if he had the wind knocked out of him or what the deal is. I'll check that. 137 remaining here in the first half. Broncos get the ball. Run up the middle. is going to net some positive yardage. It'll be a pickup of, looks like, close to six or seven yards. So it'll be second down in three. Schultz on the carry. Paying more attention to what's going on to Sowers on the sideline here. Hopefully he'll be okay. They're definitely going to need him. But they do. The Broncos have some capable running backs. Schultz obviously one of them. Sweet another. We've seen Greenlee have some great runs so far in the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure if he had the wind knocked out of him or had that magical shot. And uh, he just came off and went down like a ton of bricks. Now we get a timeout taken on the field by the Lisbon Broncos. So our first timeout of the first half. Our timeout is sponsored by Hefty Seed. We'll take the break. We'll be back with the final 49 seconds of the first half. The Broncos leading 22 to nothing against the Oaks tornadoes.
11: Water isn't just water. Hi, I'm Darren Hefty with Hefty Seed. Your water quality is likely hurting how well your herbicide and other spray applications work. The reason why, it is hard. Hard water occurs with calcium, magnesium, and other metals that are present in the water as positively charged ions. They bind to herbicides, they bind to other ag products, and they reduce your effectiveness. That's why we've developed WaterRite that neutralizes hard water. Water WaterRite can make your applied products work like they're supposed to. For more information, visit HeftySeed.com.
0: It's true. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, we agree and we'd like to help. We're Edward Jones. Together, we'll give you long-term retirement strategy, the attention it deserves. Stop by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Andrew Delabar's office at 412 Main Avenue in Oaks or call 701-742-3552. Edward
1: Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Well, we're back after the break, and the snap goes to Hunter Schultz, goes left. He gets enough for the first down, plus more. He's across the 40-yard line up to the 42, and it's a gain of at least seven for the Broncos. Move the chains with the clock. He is going to be moving here shortly, and so he was out there for one play. The one thing that he didn't get out there, he came limping off the field and looked like he was in a lot of pain. Then he got back up, grabbed his helmet, talking about Sowers goes back under the field. Gets out there for one play, and now he is in a bunch of pain, and he's back to the sideline, and he might be done for the night. Whether he wants to be or not, he is writhing and still standing up this time, but he's in a lot of pain. Handoff, or play goes up the middle. It'll be another big pickup of seven yards for Hunter Schultz. Schultz with a six-yard carry on the play. <laughs> As the break was going on, the players couldn't believe it. It was like Sowers was down on the ground, and Sydney sat up, and like, where's my helmet? Grabbed his helmet, ran onto the field. He actually looked pretty good and was out there for a moment. And whatever happened, he was done. Now, they're just going to let the score, or actually, the clock run out here. Kind of surprised the Broncos didn't go after it a little bit more. But uh, they've got a 22 to nothing lead, and we are at the half. So we will take a break, and we'll get back to recap this first half and our halftime show coming up next on Thunder Country 106.1 FM. It's true.
0: Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, we agree and we'd like to help. We're Edward Jones. Together, we'll give you long-term retirement strategy, the attention it deserves. Stop by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Andrew Delabar's office at 412 Main Avenue in Oaks or call 701-742-3552. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.
6: Mud, grime, dust, and dirt. Can't stand your dirty vehicle anymore? Extreme Clean Car Wash in Lisbon and Enderlin has the solution for you. They have the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Enderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. And at both locations, you can pay via credit card. Stop by one of these great locations today and make your vehicle look like new. Extreme Clean Car Wash.
12: Are you frustrated with your current internet speeds? DRN ReadyTech is offering packages with up to 1 gig of service and the fastest speeds in the area with fiber to each home. What does that mean to you? Fast, reliable, and no data limits enabling you to enjoy video streaming, telemedicine, e-commerce, and more all from the comfort of your home. Check out our gig packages at DRNReadyTech.com or call 344-5000 today.
3: The Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters is a group of parents, coaches, and community members whose mission is to enrich the athletic community by providing financial support for Lisbon high school athletic programs. Proudly supporting all of Lisbon's varsity sports programs, the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters would like to thank the community for their involvement and participation in fundraising. Check out the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters on Facebook for upcoming events and opportunities where you can volunteer, donate, or join the booster team. Catch the spirit with Lisbon Bronco Athletics.
10: The Halftime Show is brought to you by Mobility Plus Rehabilitation. Focused on keeping athletes and fans at their top mobility. Your mobility is their priority.
1: We are back at the half and, uh, well... Uh, I don't want to say the game is over and it's only 22 to nothing, but it is 22 to nothing. The Lisbon Broncos, 4-0, taking on the undefeated Oaks Tornadoes. But, uh, uh, you know, Oaks has played better than what the teams we have saw the last few weeks, no doubt about it. They've got some better better athletes. But the one thing that it's really just changed in this game is it's just taken the Lisbon Broncos just a little bit longer to score. (laughs) But they have not been stopped. So let's take a look at the uh, scoring in this game. The Broncos scored in all of their first three drives, and that's where we're at, and they ended with the other one, just letting the time, uh, the time the clock run out at the end of the first half and that might have had more to do with just uh, checking on Sowers, their main running back, along with Hunter Schultz. So the Lisbon Broncos jumped out to an 8 to nothing lead in a long drive, 80-yard drive, and they took six minutes off the clock. Got a one-yard touchdown run from Hunter Schultz and a two-point conversion from Schultz. And that made it 8-0, four and out for the Oaks Tornadoes. And there goes the Broncos again, 73-yard drive. 10-yard TD run this time from number two, Jordan Sowers, as the time expired in the first quarter. That made it 14-0, two-point conversion failed. Third touchdown came with 3.32 remaining in the uh, third or second quarter. Excuse me, it was a nine-yard TD run, a sweep, a misdirection play in the backfield by Bowden Greenley, and uh, that made it uh, 21, or make that 20 to nothing, but the two-point conversion was good by Hunter Schultz, and that's how we've gotten to our 22 to nothing score. We're going to take a break, and we'll get it uh, reset here a little bit. When we come back, we'll get the latest in Fox News here on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM.
9: This is Dr. Ryan Lorenz, physical therapist at Mobility Plus Rehabilitation with offices in Enderlin, Lisbon, Gwinter, and Valley City. Our mission is to provide exceptional physical and occupational therapy by highly skilled therapists to minimize pain and maximize mobility, which quickly allows you to return to the quality of life you desire. We will evaluate and educate you on your condition, review treatment options, and create an effective treatment plan to solve your impairments based on your unique situation and needs. I invite you to call our offices at Mobility Plus today. Protests,
13: then gunfire. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. We
6: let this happen. Guess what? This is going to be a precedent. And the
13: next one is going to be you. She was in New York. <laughs> as protests spread across the country, angry. A grand jury in Kentucky did not charge the two officers who fired the shots that killed Breonna Taylor in a drug raid on her home in March. A third cop was indicted for wanton endangerment. And in the middle of the protests in Louisville last night, a shooting. Fox's Evan Brown has details live. Yeah, Dave, that tense moment last night in Louisville happened in front of or near people with recording devices.
7: Right there, right there.
1: Officer down, right there.
13: As shown by Fox TV affiliate WDRB, those two police officers are said to be stable and the suspected gunman is already in custody. Kentucky's governor, Andy Bashir, put a video of his own on Twitter telling demonstrators... Go home. Go home tonight. And that there will be other times to be heard in a nonviolent manner, Dave. No, well, I've in Louisville say they made nearly 100 arrests dealing with vandalism and looting. President Trump tweeted law and order and that he's praying for the officers. His Democratic challenger, Joe Biden, urged protesters to be calm, not violent.
10: Totally inappropriate for that to happen. She wouldn't want it, nor would her mother. So I hope they do that.
13: The Biden campaign in North Carolina, again, critical of the president's coronavirus response.
11: Our plan will crush the virus and... Actually, uh, Biden's plan will crush America, if you think about it. You can't lock in.
13: Then came a reporter's question. Would the president commit to a peaceful transfer if he
11: loses? Well, we're going to have to see what happens. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots, and the ballots are a disaster.
13: Biden's reply? What country are we in? He says the most irrational things. Next hour, the president will go to the Supreme Court to pay his respects to Lake Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. America's listening to Fox News.
11: At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor.
13: So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us?
11: No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs.
13: But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients?
11: No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades.
13: So what's in it for
11: you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments clearly different money management.
4: Investments in securities involve the risk of loss.
13: The coronavirus case count is nearing 32 million worldwide. Israel had almost 6500 new infections yesterday. That's a daily record so the prime minister is readying a strict new two-week lockdown starting tomorrow. Britain has also recently reimposed restrictions with a resurge there, but things are different in a different European
7: country. Belgium's Prime Minister says the country should learn to live with the coronavirus. Sophie Wilmès is relaxing rules on face masks and shortening a mandatory self-quarantine period, even as infection numbers rise. She stresses it's not a wholesale lifting of restrictions. Masks are still required in many circumstances, and gatherings of more than 10 people are banned but she says she wants Belgium to move from crisis management to risk management. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. Unless
13: a court intervenes, a condemned killer has just hours left to live.
7: Christopher
2: Vialva faces a lethal injection at the federal prison in Terre Haute, Indiana, for the murders of an Iowa pastor and his wife 20 years ago. A federal crime because Todd and Stacy Bagley were killed at the U.S. Army base at Fort Hood, Texas. Having suffered from childhood meningitis, his attorney says Vialva's mental development was three or four years younger than his 19 years at the time of the killings, and that should make him ineligible for the death penalty. His would be the seventh federal execution in just over two months. Jack Callahan. Fox News.
13: In a couple of hours, the Treasury Secretary and the Federal Reserve Chairman will testify at the Senate in a hearing on the status of the economy in this corona crisis. And on Wall Street, Dow futures are down nearly 100 points the day after a much bigger sell-off. The Dow dropped more than 500. The Nasdaq fell 330. And in the NBA playoffs, Miami beat Boston. The Heat now lead the Eastern Conference Finals three games to one. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News.
9: This is Dr. Ryan Lorenz, physical therapist at Mobility Plus Rehabilitation with offices in Enderlin, Lisbon, Gwinner, and Valley City. Our mission is to provide exceptional physical and occupational therapy by highly skilled therapists to minimize pain and maximize mobility, which quickly allows you to return to the quality of life you desire. We will evaluate and educate you on your condition, review treatment options, and create an effective treatment plan to solve your impairments based on your unique situation and needs. I invite you to call our offices at Mobility Plus today.
6: Mud, grime, dust, and dirt. Can't stand your dirty vehicle anymore? Extreme Clean Car Wash in Lisbon and Enderlin has the solution for you. They have the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Enderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. And at both locations, you can pay via credit card. Stop by one of these great locations today and make your vehicle look like new. Extreme Clean Car Wash.
9: This is Sandy Hoff, Physical Therapist with CHI Lisbon Health. I'm wishing all the local athletes a safe and healthy school year and sports season. If injury, pain, or surgery has limited your ability to participate in life, we have appointments available. We accept all insurances with several who allow access to physical therapy without a referral. We are thankful for your past business and look forward to getting you back to your best. Thank you for your support as the hometown destination for your physical therapy needs. CHI
3: Lisbon Health. Imagine better health.
1: Oh, we are back. Both teams just getting back out onto the field.
5: Let's
1: see if I can get my button to work to shut my music off. Finally. All right. Thank you very much. It is 22 to nothing, the big lead here for the Lisbon Broncos. Obviously, they've had bigger leads the at least the last three weeks. They've been uh, starting the second half and running time. Well, that will not be the case today. We need to get to 35 to nothing, but Might be within striking distance. A couple more touchdowns here by the Broncos, and you can bet the first team offense. First team offense, this will be the first week, maybe, since the season began that they'll be playing in the second half. Big question will be is number two, Jordan Sowers, will he be back out of the field? He made an interception late in the second quarter on the return. When he was tackled, he got inju- an injury to his leg. i chirp sure if it's his ankle. I think it is. So he came off hobbling greatly, made it to the sideline, just fell down to the ground, then uh, got back up, went back into the game, looked like he was okay. He did not run on the play. It was Hunter Schultz. He was only out there for one play, and whatever he did, he aggravated it again, and he came off the field and Right now he's drinking water on the sidelines, so he's got his helmet. He's up towards the sideline. We'll see as uh, the game gets underway here again. He is as tough as nails. I've had uh, some privy (laughs) last year, and uh, that kid uh, could run through a wall and then get back up and go back out there again. So we'll see if he plays. I don't know necessarily if it's needed, but we'll, we'll see what Oaks does with their first possession of the game. Again, it's going to be kind of a squib kick here to the near side, taking at the 20-yard line. It will be Haim coming here to the near side, getting tackled, blowing out of bounds at about the 36, 37-yard line. But it is a good start, at least for field position, for the Oaks Tornadoes. And, again, they need to get something going on. I, They basically have had one first down in a series, and, Punted after that, so it's been a long night for the Tornadoes. We'll see what kind of adjustment they make here to start the second half. Pistafel goes in uh, motion from right to left. Handoff goes to Schmidt, goes to the left, and goes back up the middle. He'll get a gain of a couple, but not much there. The running attack has just really not taken off tonight. They've had three or four different people try it, but Schmidt's is hit after a gain of about two. They'll mark him down at the 40-yard line. Two wide receivers here to the near side, one to the far side. Neal, at quarterback. And he will fake the handoff, then come here to the near side. Should have been tackled in the backfield, but he'll be tackled after a gain of maybe three, four yards. He'll get up to the 45. Tackler in the backfield just missed, bringing the quarterback down from behind. So it'll be third down at about four. The ball at the 45-yard line, still in Oaks territory, but they are going more with a hurry-up offense now. Two wide receivers to the far side, one here to the near side. Biesterfeld, their tight end wide receiver. He does it all. He's been up at the line and now a bad, well, a bad break for the Tornadoes. Pass was there in the slot to Hyman. It went right off of his hands. He was wide open. Went through his hands, so it'll bring it up uh, fourth down and four, but Heim hauls that in. He easily has a first down. It was right there in the slot. He was almost uncovered on that far side, he had plenty of room just to get four yards. But got to make the catch. Maybe that was part of the reason. He maybe thought, well, I just gotta do this and get up the field, but did the get up the field part before he made sure he secured the ball. Now The quarterback, Meal, is running for his life. Blitz coming up the middle. He gets the edge in the far side, leaps high up into the air, but does not get enough, I don't think so, for the first down. He landed short of the first down. He went way up into the air trying to dive to try and get the first down along the Oaks' far sideline. But to me, he was short, and it will be a turnover on downs. Boy, the heat came up the middle. And the quarterback, Meal, was running for his life on the far side, but with his speed, he was able to get the corner on the far side. But he had ran backwards far enough where he just could not get forward back enough to get the uh, fourth down conversion to the first down. Now the run coming here to the near side. Hunter Schultz gets strung up right at the line. So it will be just a short gain, maybe a gain of a yard. It'll be second down and nine. Well, the Tornadoes did not get the start that you would like here in the second half, and now the Broncos go to work. And the Broncos drives today, too. It's not only have they been unstoppable going down the field, but they've just been chewing up huge chunks of time. Four, five, six minutes at a crack and then score. Misdirection in the backfield. Rasmussen ends up with the football. He's at the 45, down the far side lane. And he goes to the 35-yard line. And gets enough for a Broncos first down, plus more. Boy, that misdirection has definitely confused the Tornadoes' defense. They're keen so much. Now, Sauer is not on the field. He's still on the sideline, and that might be a good spot for him for right now. I don't think that they need to risk any kind of further injury, whatever is going on with him. But Hunter Schultz is drawing a lot of attention, and so is Sweet. But... He can only chase so many guys, and then when it got reversed and given back to Rasmussen at a full head of steam, he got a nice huge gain. Run up the middle. Hunter Schultz is going to get three, maybe four yards. Runs right into the middle of that line. They're going to put the ball at the 38, so it's actually second down and eight. That was pretty much one of those run and going to a pile of massive humanity, cloud of dust, and then to finally only got two. Wide receiver to the far side of the formation. Rasmussen lining up on the end here to the near side. Direct snap going to Caden Sweet, goes right, gets down to the 32, 33-yard line. Not enough for the first down. Be a pickup of about three, maybe four yards. Are going to put the ball just outside the thirty-yard line, so third and six, eight thirty-six remaining here in the third quarter. And a check of our Welton Tire Service scoreboard—that's the other part of this tonight. Uh, Broncos offensively again have pretty much been unstoppable, but also chewing up time. I think if they get another eight here and make it thirty to nothing, you can almost put the uh, final nail in early. Uh, misdirection. Rasmussen gets it far side of the field. He got hit right away when he got it, but he broke through the tackle and looks like he got enough for the first down. He got pushed out at the 35-yard line. Oh, they're going to say fourth down and one. He ran past that marker on the far side. I definitely thought he got the first down, but they did not give it to him, so he's short of the 25-yard line have to do a quick scan again. It's tough to see the yard lines out on the crest of the field. So fourth down and about a half a yard. Usually easy pickings here. Hunter Schultz runs up. He's going to get it, plus about three yards more. Runs to the right. It'll be a first down for the Broncos. Ball will be spotted at the 24, maybe the 23, which is just fine. Again, the Broncos not taking... Uh, I guess they're taking their time with their huddles as well, running a player in. It's going to be Avery Dick checking in, number one. haven't seen the Broncos pass a lot. The last two, three weeks, they were working on that quite a bit and actually had some good success, but we really haven't seen any throws tonight. Schultz with the snap takes it himself, runs here to the nearest side, gets inside the 24 to the 23, but then met by a whole host of tacklers. Schmitz was the first one to get there, number 20. No game. Quarterback coming here to the nearest sideline, getting the play call. Schultz will go back out. Again, uh, I knew this, uh, I believe the Broncos would get the edge in this game, but as far as this game has gone so far, Uh, It's still been dominated by the Broncos. Just nothing going for the offense for the Oaks Tornadoes tonight, and the Broncos have pretty much, more methodically, but have had their will uh, run up the middle by Schultz. Gets inside the 24-23. Not much there again. Really getting stacked up at the line of scrimmage, but with Sowers out of the game, the defense, they do have some athletes on that Oaks defense. They're able to kind of stack up and wait for Schultz to come through. So it'll be third down and 10, and it might be a situation where you see the Broncos put the ball up, but clock is more their friend too. 5.44 now remaining here in the third quarter. 22 to nothing, Broncos. Sweet running to the far side of the field, turns the corner, then turns a burst of speed on, but still not much room. He's not going to get the first down. Doesn't crack the 20-yard line. It's still outside the 20-yard line, so it'll make it fourth down and six. The Broncos have not kicked a field goal, at least in a game that I have seen in the couple years that I've been doing games. So that's out. So most likely going for it on fourth down. Too short of a distance at the 20-yard line to punt. So fourth down is a must. Sven will be here on the near side of the field. Two in the backfield, that is Sweet and Schultz. Schultz rolling here to his left, running for his life as Beisterfeld catches him from behind. 265 pounds running down the fleet-footed Schultz, and it's a big loss all the way back to the 36-yard line, and maybe that's the play that will get the uh, defense or at least the offense going now for the Oaks Tornadoes. Man, I will say one thing. Easterfeld, that kid can fly, and he is—he is a big boy. But we have not seen him seen him uh, throwing to tonight. He has had to stay at the line of scrimmage to try and help block the rush that the Broncos have been putting on. So first down and ten after the fourth down failed, Meal now throws it all the way down the field, down the far sideline, and the catch again is dropped by Heim. I'm not sure if he was in bounds on the far side. I can't see the sideline from here, but that ball hit him right in the hands again. It dropped over his shoulder and dropped into his hands, and he could not hang on. That's the second time Haim has been hit in the hands and dropped the uh, football. That would have been a huge momentum shift there if the Oaks Tornadoes were able to hit that big play after stopping and getting a big sack against the Broncos on fourth down. So second down and 10, two wide receivers here to the near side, one to the far side. Meal and the pistol. Keeps it himself, rolls to his left, but is going to get hit right at the line of scrimmage. Not much there. Four or five red jerseys just pushing him back. Too slow in developing if you're going to run that play. Jaden Schmidt, number 52, one of the lead of the five people on top of the quarterback. He was the closest to him. So it'll make it third down and eight. Big play here for the Tornadoes. They need to make something happen. They need to get out to the 46-yard line to get the first down. Two wide receivers to the left, one to the right. Quarterback Meal and the pistols. I thought he was going to send a man in motion, but nobody moved. Drops back to pass. Runs to his right now, looking to go down the sideline, then fires a shot down the sideline. But the pass is broken up from behind by Sweet. Jelinski was the intended receiver here to the near side, and it was perfectly timed again by Sweet as he reached around as the ball was coming in, was able to swat it away. That's the second time he's done that tonight. So it'll be fourth down and eight with 3.55 remaining here in the third. 22 to nothing is the score. I would imagine, and they're going to put Beastfeld up to the far side, so he is going to be going out. They're going to go for it on fourth down. They need to get, again, to the 46-yard line. Meal sends, I think, a man of no, milk. He just signals. Dropping back to pass. Throws go route right down to the far sideline, and it is caught at the 34-yard line. A great throw and a great catch. Making the grab is Blayson Dolney, a ninth grader, So where some other more experienced wide receivers couldn't hang on, he gets a big catch from the ninth grader and a big move on the field. Ball is going to be placed down to the 31-yard line of the Broncos. Easterfeld uh, moving out to a wide receiver has definitely changed the complexion. He's now one of the three wide receivers on the far side of the field, but we have a timeout taken on the field and it's going to be taken by the Lisbon Broncos. So a little bit of a shift in position coverage there. 3.34 remaining here in the third quarter. We're going to take a break. Our timeout brought to you as a service by Hefty Seed.
3: The Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters is a group of parents, coaches, and community members whose mission is to enrich the athletic community by providing financial support for Lisbon high school athletic programs. Proudly supporting all of Lisbon's varsity sports programs, the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters would like to thank the community for their involvement and participation in fundraising. Check out the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters on Facebook for upcoming events and opportunities where you can volunteer, donate, or join the booster team. Catch the spirit with Lisbon Bronco Athletics.
10: Other insurance companies try to cover the entire country. We think there's plenty of ground to cover right here with homes, autos, farms, and ranches. Nodak Insurance Company is focused on serving the people in the great state of North Dakota with agency care and provide the answers you need to your doorstep. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your agent in Lisbon. Call me today, 701-683-4802, and get the protection that you need. Nodak Insurance, agents with answers.
1: Oh, run goes up the middle for Oaks on first down, and they get some positive yardage. We'll see what the number is in the bottom of the pile. Number 35, Sire with the carry. So it'll be a pickup of four, second down and six, and a little bit of continuity finally starting to pop up a little for the Oaks Tornadoes. They have not been to this end of the field at all against the Broncos defense, and right now at the 26 yard line, trying to get a score up here with 3.04 remaining here in the third. Meal dropping back to pass. Now runs up the middle. He's got some room. Lisbon collapses quickly, but I believe he's got enough for the first down. He does. He'll get it past the 20-yard line. And we do have an injured player way back upfield. So it'll be a first down for the Tornadoes. We'll check the injury stance of 56 or 58. I can't tell for sure. Could be Caleb Olson. Well, we do have an injury down, so we're going to take a a timeout. Looks like we get a moment here, a leg injury. But right now the uh, Oaks tornadoes for the first time in the night, although now we won't have to leave. And it is going to be 58 coming off the field here for the Lisbon Broncos. That is Troy Jorgensen, 5'6", but 220 pounds. I don't know if he had cramps or what the deal was, but he was able to walk off. So play will get going again. The Broncos trying to stiffen up defensively here. This really is a must-score situation for the Oaks Tornadoes. Handoff goes to Schmitz off the right side. Picks up some big yardage. Maybe not enough for the first down, but cracks off an eight-yard gain on first down. So second down and two. And the hurry-up continues here. The Tornadoes are going right back up to the line of scrimmage. Meal. In the pistol as Schmitz behind him again. Schmitz will take the handoff. He'll go to the right. He'll get enough for the first down inside the 10, inside the 5, and down to about the 2, maybe the 3, right in that range. So another first down for the Tornadoes. Their best drive by far on the night and are threatening to score with just a couple of minutes left here in the third quarter. Hurry up continues. Wide receivers to either side. On the far side of the field, number two, that is Jelinski. I am here to the near side. Handoff goes to Schmitz up the middle, cloud of dust. I don't see that he got into the end zone, though. They're marking him a couple of yards short, maybe a yard short. So no gain on the play. That'll make it second down. Second down at about two, three yards to go. Hurry up again, right back to the line of scrimmage. Power formation. Now Meal just pushes ahead himself. Has a running back in his backside pushing him ahead as well. And we've got no signal yet, I believe, for a touchdown. And now we do on the far side of the field, a touchdown. Touchdown. Meal, the quarterback, was able just to line up right under center. And he had the running back, Sire, also right up his backside, basically, pushing him into the end zone. And so with a minute 29 remaining in the third quarter, finally the Oaks Tornadoes get into the end zone on the three-yard run. So the extra point is good. Traditional extra point kick, and it is now 22-7. to So the first score of the game for the Oaks Tornadoes 129 remaining here in the third. It's twenty-two to seven. Broncos still have the two-touchdown lead. We'll be back with more coming up in just a moment.
2: Helping you do more, RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon is here to serve you. Sign up for your next bulk oil fill now before November 1st, and you will receive no payments, no interest for 120 days. Also, with your bulk oil fill, you will receive $100 off your next service inspection and a 10% discount on parts. Each sign-up will be entered into a drawing to win a Pit Boss Grill. Some restrictions may apply. Check store for details. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, 701-683-5836. Well,
1: it looks like we're going to the uh, kickoff coming up here. Or will it be a kickoff? We'll see. If it'll be something that's short or an onside, you just never know at this point. Uh, down still by a couple of the touchdowns. Meal will kick it. He's an excellent kicker. Excellent punter, excellent kicker, a darn good quarterback game might be a little different if you would add a couple of drops by receivers in this game I'm not saying they would be in the lead but it would certainly have helped now the ball is allowed to drop onto the ground and then four red jerseys jump on top of it I'm not quite sure I believe that was Walner that was near it he decided to let the ball hit the ground And I guess maybe that was the correct decision. Not quite sure if he felt maybe the ball would ricochet off him, but he allowed the ball to hit the ground, and then immediately four red jerseys jumped on top of that football. Scary situation there for a moment. So 129 remaining, 22-7. to Broncos, they're not done yet. They're probably going to need to score at least one more touchdown to seal this game up. Run will come here to the near side. It will be... Number 24, Sweet, underneath the pile. Gain of a couple of yards. It'll make it second down at about six. Tackled by Sire. Good for three yards on the play.
7: Brings
1: up second and seven for the Broncos. Sire with the tackle. Probably one more play going to happen here in the third quarter, and depending on what happens here, we run to the fourth. So manageable, second down and six. The ball is still well inside the 28-yard line of Lisbon Bronco territory. Man goes in motion. That is Greenlee. Run up the middle. That's Hunter Schultz. He's got big yardage here to the near side. He's got the first down plus a lot more outside the 40-yard line before he is bumped out of bounds by Meal. Big pickup of 20-plus yards and that play opened up because Hunter Schultz was through that line of scrimmage like a blink of an eye. He called forth. The snap was coming and he was basically in the motion to running towards that line and within one second he had hit that line and The blocking just didn't need to hold that long. The defensive line could do nothing, and once he got past that defensive line and second-tier linebackers, he was off to the races. Direct snap to Hunter Schultz again. A little bit slower. It was low, so he had to reach down to get it. Gets a gain of a couple. Clock will continue to run. They will have to snap it one more time, though, because the play clock is one second ahead of the game clock. Although sometimes, I I don't know if the referees, sometimes they let that go. Just a hair off of being synchronized. So second down and eight ball just outside the 45-yard line, closer to the 44. Wide receiver to the far side of the field, two in the backfield. Man goes in motion. Pitch will actually, Hunter Schultz will take it up the middle. He's got another big hole. Cross midfield to the 45, down to the 42. Hunter Schultz again in a blink of an eye blasts through the middle and is able to pick up another Broncos first down. Huge carry for Hunter Schultz, and that's going to do it for the third quarter. So the Broncos are moving down the field. Again, as I said, if they can get another touchdown here and drain the clock, they could be close to putting this one in the the vault, although they still have to play some defense. But right now it's 22-7. We head to the fourth quarter. Broncos with the lead. We'll be back in just a moment.
8: Hi, this is Julie Mallett, VP of Patient Care at CHI Lisbon Health. We would like to take this opportunity to say thank you for using our services. We have been providing our community with quality health care for nearly 70 years. Whether it be our emergency room, lab, x-ray, clinic, therapies, surgery, and the many outpatient services we have to offer, we encourage you to always ask your provider if we can take care of your health care needs right here in your hometown hospital, CHI Lisbon Health.
6: Mud, grime, dust, and dirt. Can't stand your dirty vehicle anymore? Extreme Clean Car Wash in Lisbon and Enderlin has the solution for you. They have the technology to make your vehicle look like new again. Their Lisbon location, located on the south end of town, offers a touch-free car wash as well as two self-serve car wash bays. Their location in downtown Enderlin offers a touch-free automatic car wash. And at both locations, you can pay via credit card. Stop by one of these great locations today and make your vehicle look like new. Extreme Clean Car Wash.
1: Oh, here we go. Starting the fourth quarter, Broncos with the football. Run goes up the middle for Sweet, and there he goes up the middle. He's going to get another big gainer up and down to the 30-yard line. It'll be a pickup of about 14, and another Broncos first down. It looked like uh, for a while there when Sowers was out that the defense for the Oaks Tornadoes were kind of zeroing in and uh, was going to be maybe a little bit more difficult for the Broncos to be able to move the football. Initially it was, but the adjustment has been made, and now we're getting back to the Broncos cracking off 10, 12 yards of carry and even one case, more than 20. So we'll see what happens. 11-33 remaining, first down and 10. The ball just outside the 30-yard line. Again, two-touchdown lead for the Broncos. Snap goes to Schultz going to the right, gets hit a couple of times, finally gets buried down at the 30-yard line, and a penalty flag coming in, and... That second hit may be an unsportsman. We'll see. Definitely a drive to the ground. And it is going to be a personal foul, the third of the game against the Oaks Tornadoes. So they'll back him up 15 yards. And that is going to be a tough blow for the Oaks Tornadoes. Not the time to be taking. Another 15-yard penalty. Again, that's the third of the game against the Tornadoes, so the ball will go inside the 20-yard line down to the 15. Right back deep into the red zone go the Broncos. Clock is stopped momentarily, but this would be a huge touchdown. So wide receivers, Fem here to the near side. Haven't seen him yet have a ball thrown his way, I believe may be coming. Rasmussen goes in motion from right to left. And the run will go to the left, and that'll be Hunter Schultz. But a good job by the defensive line limiting it, although it was still probably a carry. Well, they're going to give him a couple of yards. Initially, it looked like it was about a four-yard gain, but more of an optical illusion, I guess, for us. So they say only two. It'll be second down and eight at the 11-yard line. And the clock continues to run. That's the other enemy here for the Oaks Tornadoes. The Broncos, if they get a touchdown here, it makes it near impossible because you got to stop the rushing attack. Even if you're able to go down for Oaks, you got to get the ball back. Greenlee goes in motion. Hunter Schultz up the middle. The motion kind of set up a nice gain for the run up the middle. It'll be a pickup close to five, maybe six. Well, yeah, it'll be about a four-yard gain. So it'll put the ball just inside the ten-yard line. Third down at about four. And from here, it looks like when the referee is coming out, it looks like the ball is further down, but been optically fooled by that a few times. Clock rolling, though. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Coming down to 10 minutes remaining in the game. So third down and four at the nine-yard line in Oaks territory. Caden Sweet gets the direct snap. Goes to the left. He gets blown up, and he is going to be stopped. Pretty much right at the line of scrimmage. Right defensive end was able to collapse that far side. No gain, but another situation where the Broncos have really nothing to do but go for it because they're so far deep into this and they do not have a field goal kicker. I suppose Schultz could try one, but they've never tried one, at least in the two or three years I've been watching them. So clock continues to wind down to about 10 seconds on the play clock. Fourth down and four. Very achievable for what the Broncos have averaged per carry tonight. Schultz in the backfield. I believe that's sweet with him. Mangos in motion. Little reverse. Rasmussen coming to the near side, but he's got to beat a defender and gets pushed out of bounds at about the seven. I don't know if he got the first down or not. I don't think he did. Rasmussen on the carry, and it was a foot race to the outside. He was trying to beat the corner, and it's going to be a turnover and downs. They're going to say he's about a yard short. So a big stop for the Oaks Tornadoes. They avoid uh, the touchdown there, but they've got a long field to go. They've got to go 93 yards to get a touchdown to get back into this game. 904 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Last time for the Tornadoes, we saw the hurry-up offense, and it's the offense that got them down the field. Wide receiver here to the near side. Wide receiver to the far side. Pistol formation from Meal. One back in the backfield. And the handoff will go to Sire. Goes to the right. Pick up. Decent pickup, maybe. A couple of yards. Gets them close to about the 10-yard line. They're just trying to get away from their end zone here. So it'll be second down at about eight. Again, one back in the backfield. Wide receivers. Two of them to the right. One to the left. Quick pass to the flat. Haim had it, gets blasted as soon as he catches it by Caden Sweet, and it is incomplete. So it'll be third down and eight. I never saw the ball hit the ground, but maybe he never had it. Way kind of far away from us right now. So a lot of player changes going on. Biesterfeld is back out on the far side of the field, and he has got terrific hands. At 265. Just an amazing athlete. So, Meal in the pistol dropping back to pass. He'll take off now, running here to the nearest side. He's maybe going to get enough for the first down. He runs out of bounds at about the 20 yard line. On the carry. And it is going to be enough for an Oaks first down. So, they'll move the chains and they're finally getting some breathing room. 8.30 30, clock has stopped as Meal ran in. And went out of bounds. Again, they'll spread out the offense. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Oaks trying to pull out the mi- miracle right now. Down by 15. Meal dropping back to pass. Running to the right. Hit is coming. Oh, he avoids that with his speed. Gets back to the original line of scrimmage on his scramble and then gets up the sideline for some extra yardage. We'll see where they spot him out. They're backing it up several yards. It'll go back to maybe about a three yard gain. And do we have an injury player or injured player? Oh, we got somebody on the, out of bounds for the Lisbon uh, Broncos. Way out of bounds over on the Oaks bench that is laying on his back. Can't see, no way to see who it is. Now I can see it's 52. On the far side, that is Jaden Schmidt who was shaken up on the play. And it looks like help is on the far side of the field to do whatever needs to be done. So we're going to take a timeout here. When we leave you, it's Second down and six for the Tornadoes. Ball at the 24-yard line, down by 15. It's Broncos, 22-7. to 7. We'll be back in just a moment.
3: Navigating the challenging and difficult world of personal and business finances, estate planning, tax planning, preparation, and problems can be challenging at best. For all of these needs and more, put your trust in Olsen Accounting of Lisbon. Olsen Accounting prides themselves on outstanding service to their clients and dedication to professionalism, responsiveness, and quality. Olsen Accounting of Lisbon would be happy to answer answer any of your questions. Contact them today at 701-683-2700 and visit them on the web at The Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters is a group of parents, coaches, and community members whose mission is to enrich the athletic community by providing financial support for Lisbon high school athletic programs. Proudly supporting all of Lisbon's varsity sports programs, the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters would like to thank the community for their involvement and participation in fundraising. Check out the Lisbon Bronco Athletic Boosters on Facebook for upcoming events and opportunities where you can volunteer, donate, or join the booster team. Catch the spirit with Lisbon Bronco Athletics.
1: Well, we are back. Looks like we are set to go here. Second down and six. I think some of the Broncos players thought there might have been a timeout called as well. <laughs> they were going for the water, and uh, Coach Guardians like, "Nope, get back over here. We're set to go. So Meal dropping back to pass, rolls to his right, throws at the feet to the receiver. We'll see if he was able to grab it, trying to wait for the receiver to turn. And that is number two, which would be And They're going to call it incomplete. So third down and six. Clock has stopped momentarily. This is a huge drive, realistically, for the Oaks Tornadoes. They need to score. Down by two touchdowns. Wide receivers, three of them on the left side of the formation, one on the right side. That's Biesterfeld. Meal dropping back. Now he's going to run it up the middle himself. There's some room there as... The defenders were spread out to the sides, not much in the middle, and it's going to be a nice pickup for Meal, the quarterback, enough to get a Oaks Tornadoes first down. It'll move the change. So a good design to the play. It got the, uh, obviously the defensive line was there, but the linebackers and corners have been kind of flushed out of that middle as they're covering all the wide receivers to the outside. Now a quick fake pass. Quarterback still got it. Meal now being chased. Two players after, Meal gets hammered, but he gets the ball off, throws it deep down the field, jump ball is up, and it's going to fall safely to the ground for the Oaks Tornadoes. That almost literally landed on Rasmussen's belly as he was falling down, but it kind of rolled up. There was about three or four players there that had somewhat of a chance and all of them kind of falling down to the ground, but what a heave by Meal. But he, as he let that ball go, he got flattened. So I unfortunately did not get the number of the player that got him, but he's up, he's okay. So it'll make it a second down and 10 ball, still at the 32-yard line of Oaks. Meal dropping back to pass, looking over the middle, and I'm not sure what happened there. He had a receiver wide open. That was Haim, but the ball did not come within a few yards of him. I don't know if he was expecting Heim to maybe break a little bit more to his right. Instead, he just kept going straight down the field. A little miscommunication. So that'll make it third down and ten. Clock stopped with 7.42. Easterfeld again out here to the near side. I like watching him. I am shocked he has not cut a ball because what I saw from him last year was almost unstoppable. Meal now running for his life again. Comes here to the near side and he's just going to eat the football. He's going to be Brought down. It will be a rush because he got past the line of scrimmage. It will be a gain of about four. Somewhere down the line, somebody's going to tell him to go ahead and throw that ball away because there was nothing but red jerseys around him. He was able at the last minute to get some positive yardage, so that is good, but he's been taking some big hits. So fourth down and six, and this is a big play for the game, might be the game the Oaks Tornadoes again down by 15. They need a touchdown. Another blast thrown down the far sideline. Overthrows the ninth-grade wide receiver on the far side of the field, Dolney, and that wasn't really even close to connecting. The interesting play call on fourth down when the game was on the line. So the Broncos are going to get it first down and 10 at the 35-yard line of Oaks. And they have the 15-point lead, so at this point, they just need to get first downs. I mean, they'd probably like to score, but all they need to do is run the clock. Full house backfield right now. Now Rasmussen will move off, basically off tackle. Schultz and Sweet in the backfield. Schultz will take the low snap, run up the middle. He's got plenty of running room. Gets the first down, carrying people down the field, down to the 20-yard line. A big gain again for Hunter Schultz. Move the chains. And this might be one of those drives where after that gain, they're not going to get a chance to eat much time off the clock, but they still have to score. Last drive, that was one of the few stops the Broncos got deep but couldn't get it in on fourth down. But again, just winding the clock. That's the biggest thing. So first down and 10 at the 20-yard line. 6.45 6.45 and counting down. Broncos trying to go to 5-0. and oh. Wide receiver here to the near side, 2 in the backfield. Schultz again carries it behind his blocker, and he gets another big hole. Pounds down inside the 10, down to about the 8, and it's another Broncos first down. So in the red zone they go and close to getting another touchdown. First down and goal at the 8. Clock is continuing to wind. Well, there was two things. Either one, the Broncos run a bunch of time off or two score, and both of them would put serious doubt on the fact that Oaks is going to be able to get back into this game. Wide receiver coming here to the near side. That is Svem. Two in the backfield, Rasmussen also on that left side. Hunter Schultz goes up the middle, gets another gaping hole and very close to the end zone. Looks like he might be down, I hate to guess at this angle, looks like he's down to maybe the two. So it'll make it second down and goal from the two. Goal of, or run of six, seven yards in that carry and I'm just shocked that right now he's getting that uh, big chunk of yardage up the middle. The offensive line for the Broncos definitely doing a great job of blocking up front. I'm just surprised that uh, Oakes is not jamming up the little the middle a little bit more. Wide receiver here to the near side. Schultz, again calling for the football, runs up the middle and looks like he's in for the touchdown to me. He is. Touchdown for the Broncos. So with 5:07 remaining here in the fourth quarter, Hunter Schultz goes in from two yards out, and it's now 28 to seven. Broncos will be going for the two-point conversion and probably the final nail in this game. Late substitution: Sveum checking into the huddle now. Blake Clocker. Is down to about 10 seconds, so they're going to have to move here a little bit. They get up to the line of scrimmage quickly, down to 5 seconds. And the ball is lost in the backfield, picked up by Sweet, runs it straight ahead. Is he going to get enough? No, he's going to be short. Ball got bobbled in the backfield, and it will be a failed two-point conversion, so the score will stay at 28-7. to But a three-touchdown lead for the Broncos. 507 remaining in our contest you're listening to high school football tonight on thunder country 106.1 fm
10: how is it that no insurance agents can answer all of your questions when you focus on north dakota you know more We don't have to respond to hurricanes in Florida, which makes it easier to respond to hailstorms and fender benders in Lisbon. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your NODAC insurance company agent here in Lisbon, which means the answers that give you peace of mind are right in front of you. Answers come easy with NODAC insurance. Call me at 701-683-4802 and get the answers to your insurance questions today.
2: Wallach-Johnson Insurance is an agency built on combining the traditional values of integrity, service, and professionalism. Contact Luann or Walt in Lisbon for a free quote on any type of insurance, crop, property, casualty, life, health, and more. They are ready to assist you with whatever insurance you need. They are committed to giving you outstanding personalized service. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff are always ready to help, regardless of how large or small your insurance needs may be. Wallach-Johnson Insurance, wishing the Lisbon Broncos the best of luck.
1: Oh, We are back. Kickoff going to be a short one, and that one's going to go out of bounds. That wasn't mm, the greatest kickoff, but uh, penalty flag will go up. So it'll be first down and 10. Field uh, position going to be fairly good for the Oaks Tornadoes, but again, they got to move the football. They've only driven the field once, and that was in the uh, third quarter to get their first points of the game, but only with 129 left, a little bit too late. So down by three with five minutes and seven seconds remaining. They are going to have to continue with their hurry-up offense. The ball will be placed at the 40. They are going to have to move. And I'm waiting for when Biesterfeld is going to start making a reception. Unless they just gone away from him this year. So he's lined up uh, at the tight end position. He's going to go out in a route here to the nearest side, but pressure up the middle. Meal is able to get away from it at the last second. Rolls around for his life. Avoids two more tacklers. Still scrambling. Gets back to the line of scrimmage to the 40. Now up the field he goes to the 50, to the 45, to the 40 and down to the 37 yard line. A Michael Vick Esch type run. Several players had a chance to get him, but he just swirled around him. Several red jerseys had a chance at him, but nobody got really, really close. He was just able to kind of juke him one side or the other and just kept going down the field. So a huge pickup when it looked like there was nothing. Three wide receivers in the far side. One wide receiver, Biesterfeld here to the near side. Meal dropping back to pass, throws to the flat on the far side. It's going to be a short completion and tackled right away. Is Haim. It's going to be a three-yard pickup, and I believe it was Sweet with the tackle. So second down and six. Clock continues to wind, getting down to about four minutes remaining in the game. Pistol formation for the quarterback. Three wide receivers here to the near side. Dropping back to pass. Meal looking around. Now takes off. Runs here to the near side. He's got some room going up the middle. Makes one man miss as he runs far to the right side of the field down the sideline. Shakes off another tackler and goes out of bounds. At, I'm not sure where it is. Inside the 20 for sure. We do have a Broncos player down in the field at about the 22. And somebody is grabbing a leg. I don't know if it's a cramp. Looks like it may be a cramp. Trainer is out there stretching the legs immediately. So another first down run for Meal. He's definitely taken over, at least on this drive, with his legs, and he's gotten a couple of big pickups. Still 28-7, though. Three touchdown laid with 347 remaining. We'll take the break. Back with the conclusion of our football game coming up in just a moment.
10: When you need answers, knowing where to turn is important. When it comes to insurance, the answer is right here in front of you. Hi, I'm Lee Falk, your Nodak Insurance Company agent in Lisbon. I'll be there for you when you have an insurance question or if you need help filing a claim. You can rely on me to protect what matters most. Answers come easy with Nodak Insurance. Call me today at 701 834802 for the answers you need today or for a free no obligation quote
2: Staying on top of your health is important for every single aspect of your life. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic is here to make sure all your needs are taken care of right here in your hometown. With Sanford Lisbon, you can experience a close relationship with a provider that is part of your community and will be your health partner for life. To learn more about the services offered in your town, visit SanfordHealth.org. Sanford Health Lisbon Clinic wishes all athletes the best of luck this season.
12: Are you frustrated with your current internet speeds? DRN ReadyTech is offering packages with up to one gig of service and the fastest speeds in the area with fiber to each home. What does that mean to you? Fast, reliable and no data limits enabling you to enjoy video streaming, telemedicine, e-commerce and more all from the comfort of your home. Check out our gig packages at drnreadytech.com or call 344-5000 today.
1: Well, we are back here at Lisbon. Still have a player down in the field, and it is Hunter Schultz. Boy. And it looks like he just was suffering through some cramps. They were working on both of his legs. You know, the normal thing you see in the football field are the players in the back, and they're pushing their legs towards their body. Uh, Looks like he's okay right now. He's had a long night. Jordan Sowers, who's normally out there sharing the load for him, Ended up having to leave towards the end of the second quarter with a leg injury of his own, although right now he's walking okay, so hopefully it's not something that will affect him in the weeks to come. Meal back out on the field. He throws a fade to the end zone, and it is not going to be caught. And that is Biesterfeld, who kind of got turned around the wrong way and tried to right himself, but I don't think it would have been an inbounds anyway. So the ball will fall to the ground, 344 remaining. That'll make it second down and 10. The ball at the 12-yard line as we left you with that injury. A big run there from Meal. He's had a couple on this drive. Another quick pitch. Well, he's going to hold on to it. Fake on the... Now he's going to run it up the middle. He's going to be wrapped up and thrown down to the ground. He's someday going to be brought down to the ground. Now he actually never got there. He's Stayed up into the air as the tacklers could not bring him down, and then, of course, offensive linemen got involved, and so he gets a gain of a couple. The pile moved down the field a little bit further, but the referee had blown the whistle, I guess, and stopped the play. So it'll be third down and about eight. Ball around the 10-yard line. A meal under center. Last time he did that, he basically just did a bump and go. Throw to the far side of the end zone and almost getting a one-handed grab as Biesterfeld, but it was just off of his fingertips and out of bounds. He was open enough, but again, the balls that are thrown to him, he's having to do kind of acrobatic moves to try and be able to catch them. It's not easy to do for a 265-pound tight end. So fourth down and eight. And now we're going to get a timeout for Oaks as they want to talk this over. If it wasn't already over (laughs) it definitely would be over if they fail on fourth and eight we'll keep it here for just a moment so it is looking like the Lisbon Broncos will get the victory here tonight that'll run their record to five and oh but the tasks don't necessarily get any easier as uh, Thompson is here next Friday night October 2nd at seven o'clock another game here in Lisbon the Tommies on the season three and one we have not heard their uh, game score from uh, Northern Cass, but I'm going to go out on the limb and say the Thompson Tommies are going to win that game. Uh, the only game that uh, Thompson has lost this year was to Oaks. That was up at Thompson, and it was a 21 to 14 game. Well, we still have a time out of the field, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll get back in just a moment. You're listening to High School Football Tonight on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. It's true. Many
0: of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, we agree, and we'd like to help. We're Edward Jones. Together, we'll give you long-term retirement strategy, the attention it deserves. Stop by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Andrew Delabar's office at 412 Main Avenue in Oaks or call 701-742-3552. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.
1: Big fourth down play here, fourth down and about eight. Meal dropping back to pass. Not much pressure on him. Now rolls to his right, throws towards the end zone, and is it caught or not? They're going to say it's out of bounds or dropped. I can't see the player on the ground, but it is incomplete and that is going to do it. A turnover on downs. The Broncos will take it over at their own 10-yard line with 2.54 remaining. They just need to run out the clock. Again, there was a ton of players over there as well. It looked like when the pass went in there that the receiver had caught it or was very close to catching it, but then everybody went to the ground, and I don't know if he didn't get both feet in, not sure if they went out of bounds or if he just dropped the football, but doesn't matter. So the Broncos are going to end up winning this game. We'll just see what the final score happens to be. Should be a twenty-eight to seven, but you just never know. Schultz will take the snap. Direct snap to him. Powers up the middle, still fighting hard, and got a gain of about four or five yards. Schultz good for five yards on the plate. Clock will continue to wind. I would say probably one more first down, and depending on the, you I know mean, the. Mood of Oaks, they could almost just kneel in the football. Game never really in doubt. Broncos scored the first three touchdowns, got up to a 22 to nothing lead, and it was pretty much business as usual. Maybe not putting up as many points as they've normally done in the first half of football games, but still controlling both sides of the field. Now run's going to go to the right, and breaking free is Schultz, and there he goes to the 30, 35, and pushed into bounds at about the, you Now it's going to be the 35 where he's pushed out of bounds. Got a big break open there on the left side of that line, and off to the race as he went and got a big gain. So the Broncos will get the first down. The ball will be placed at their own 35, getting them out of their own end zone under two minutes to play, 154 and counting down, 28-7 to 7 is the score. And now is the question, Bronco is going to continue to run it or could they just, they could, if they wanted to, just sit on it. But They're going to come up, normal formation, wide receiver here to the right side. And Schultz will take the snap, runs it up the middle, another big hole, there he goes again, up to the 45. And past the 45, he'll get another Bronco's first down, a pickup of 11 on first down. And the amazing part of it is is everybody is right up there for the Oaks Tornadoes on defense. And what's happening is is the last couple of runs here for Schultz, he's within a cat whisker of going the distance because he's breaking through the first two waves. One fifteen, And counting down. Well, this will be a nice night in Lisbon. I'm sure the fans, which... Had an interesting year with all the coronavirus, COVID-19, and everything else. We weren't even sure if we're going to be having football this season. And so far, it's been a great start, a lot like last year again. The Broncos started off the season 8-0 and ran pretty much all the way to the semifinals. Did not make it, of course, to the championship game. We won't reveal that. But this team looks like it's got something a little different this year, even though they graduated couple of key players, several key players in that offensive line, but it looks like they've done a good job of replacing them, and they've added some other firepower, at least uh, some really nice quarterback play now by Hunter Schultz and some throws, although I'm not even sure he's thrown a pass tonight. If he has, it's been one. I can't remember any in this game. It's been run, 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 run. Second down and eight, and this will be the last play of the game. It'll be a kneel down, and it's going to be a victory for the Lesbon Broncos as they defeat their arch rival, the Oaks Tornadoes by a score of 28 to seven. We're going to take a break here. We'll uh, take a few minute uh, timeout. We'll come back and we'll recap the game tonight. But again, the Broncos go to five and zero in the 2020 football season, and the Oaks Tornadoes get their first loss of the season. They now go to three and one. We'll be back with the post game show brought to you by RDO Equipment. Coming up in just a moment.
3: For over 40 years, Welton's Tire Service has provided Lisbon and the surrounding areas with tire sales and service, as well as preventative vehicle maintenance at an affordable cost. They continue that tradition today, whether it's shocks and struts, tire sales and repair, or on-the-farm services. Welton Tire is your friendly neighborhood vehicle and tire expert. And let's face it, you either have Goodyear tires or you need them for your car or farm equipment. Call Welton Tire today at 683-5136 or visit them on the web at weltonstire.net.
9: This is Dr. Ryan Lorenz, physical therapist at Mobility Plus Rehabilitation with offices in Enderlin, Lisbon, Gwinter, and Valley City. Our mission is to provide exceptional physical and occupational therapy by highly skilled therapists to minimize pain and maximize mobility, which quickly allows you to return to the quality of life you desire. We will evaluate and educate you on your condition, review treatment options, and create an effective treatment plan to solve your impairments based on your unique situation and needs. I invite you to call our offices at Mobility Plus today.
2: Wallach Johnson Insurance is an agency built on combining the traditional values of integrity, service, and professionalism. Contact Luann or Walt in Lisbon for a free quote on any type of insurance, crop, property, casualty, life, health, and more. They are ready to assist you with whatever insurance you need. They are committed to giving you outstanding personalized service. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff are always ready to help, regardless of how large or small your insurance needs may be. Wallach Johnson Insurance, wishing the Lisbon Broncos the best of luck.
1: Well, welcome back to the post-game show. The Lisbon Broncos again, beating a tough opponent tonight. Oh, play me
7: some mountain music
1: Broncos winning by a final friend. score of 28-7 to on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM. As I mentioned, as we were kind of concluding the game tonight, it doesn't get any easier next week. The uh, Thompson Tommies will be in town. Thompson, a tough football team. Maybe I would still put Oaks a little bit ahead of them, but... Uh, no problem for the Broncos tonight in dealing with the Oaks Tornadoes. And uh, the Tommies, we don't know if they've won tonight, but I'm guessing that they did. They were playing Northern Cast. That was the team that uh, the Lisbon Broncos did uh, running time on a couple of weeks ago, easily won that one. Uh, so... Could be a one loss team, uh, 4 and 1, I'm guessing, for the Tommies, taking on the Lisbon Broncos 5 and 0. Oh. It is uh, time to get into our post game show. I want to thank the folks from RDO Equipment helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, they are here for your family operations. If you have any questions, give them a call at 683 5836. Let's take a recap and look at uh, the scoring here tonight. It was a good start for the Broncos as they scored. And, their thir- uh, their first three drives of the game uh, started scoring a long drive, 80 yards. They elected, well, start from the very beginning. They elected, they won the toss. Normally, you see a lot of teams defer to the second half, but that's really not Joe Gurdian's way. He elected to get the football right out of the get-go, and that's what he did. And the team was able to drive down the football field and get a TD and jump out to the early start in this game. So it was capped off on a one-yard touchdown run by number 12 Hunter Schultz and the two-point conversion by Schultz. That made the score 8 to nothing. That was 6-16 remaining in the first quarter. Broncos got the football back after a quick defensive stop, and they got another touchdown. This one from Jordan Sowers, his lone one of the game, uh, coming on a 10-yard run. Two point conversion, though, did fail. That made the score 14 to nothing. Broncos got their third touchdown of the first half and a nine yard TD run by Greenlee. Totally fooled the defense of the Oaks Tornadoes. They were focusing on the backfield coming up the middle. Misdirection of the backfield and uh, was Greenlee basically sleeping the corner for nine yards, getting into the end zone. Two point conversion was good by Schultz and that made it 22 to nothing heading into the half. We got all the way through the third quarter until about a minute 29 remaining in the third quarter. Finally, the uh, Oaks Tornadoes were able to get down the field driving and got a three-yard touchdown run capped off by their quarterback, number five, Meal. And he legitimately just came up behind the corner, uh, the center, tapped him on the backside, and just said, let's go. It was one of the few times he lined up behind center. His running back behind him also helped to force the issue a bit. Everybody just kind of careened into the end zone, so they got their touchdown. Extra point was good. The Broncos not wanting to let things slip away. The score at that point, 22-7. They came back and scored a touchdown of their own. This one a two-yard TD run by Hunter Schultz, and he gets in with 5.07 remaining in the fourth quarter. 28-7 to score, and that pretty much ended the contest right there. Some more semantics, but also a big defensive stand right towards the end with a couple of minutes left in the game. The Broncos shutting the door after the Oaks Tornadoes were able to drive most of the field, got inside the 10 but could not get into the end zone. That's going to do it for our coverage tonight. Again, the Broncos winning uh, now 5-0 on the season after a 28-7 victory at home. The Thompson Tommies are next, and we'll have coverage of that right here on Thunder Country. One zero six one next Friday night, uh, pregame show on the air at 6.45, and at 7 o'clock we'll have the kickoff. That's going to be it for our postgame show tonight, brought to you as a service by RDO Equipment, helping you do more. RDO does that. RDO Equipment in Lisbon, they are here for your family operations, and again, you can call them at 683-5836. So we are going to get you to regular programming coming up in just a moment. Thank you for listening to our coverage tonight. Broncos football on Thunder Country, 106.1 FM.
0: You've been listening to Lisbon Broncos football on Thunder 106.1. And this game was brought to you by CHI Lisbon Health, Welton Tire Service, Sanford Health, RDO Equipment, Mobility Plus Rehabilitation, Hefty Seed Company. Tonight's Lisbon Broncos football game is brought to you by Dickey Rural Networks, Wallach Johnson Insurance, Bank North, Nodak Insurance and Agent Lee Falk, Lisbon Bronco Boosters, Olson Accounting, Extreme Clean Car Wash of Lisbon and Enderlin, and Edward Jones Oaks.